0: Welcome to the Dream Life and Business Podcast. My name is Sarah Buner, and I created this podcast to share inspiring content and conversations to help you live your dream life. I also believe that entrepreneurship is the way that we can have the time, money, and energy to live our best lives. And so we talk about all things business here too. And just remember, your dream life is always just one decision away. So let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dream Life and Business Podcast. I'm so excited today to have my friend and like online business colleague Brittany Morgan here with me today. So Brittany and I met a few years ago um, when she well COVID times, right? So online business world. And Brittany is a content and messaging coach, and she's also an expert in storytelling and just so inspirational in so many ways. And so we may go there um, today with the content and messaging and all of that. But really, what Brittany and I were talking about before I hit record was Brittany has gone through this journey of figuring out her dream life and and being on that path. And one of the things I really appreciate about you, Brittany, is that you also are vulnerable in sharing your your journey and that that helps other people, but I'm sure it also helps you too. So, so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. And so where do you want to start? I feel like I, I keep seeing back to that one conversation we had where like right before everything kind of started to unfold, but do you want to just give us a snapshot of what you've been through? And, and like you said, before we started this, that trying to figure out your dream life versus chasing an iterate a specific iteration of what yes. dream means. So take it away.
1: I think one of our first conversations, I know one of our first sessions was I was in the process of healing from a really um, traumatic miscarriage. And I was like working through those things at the same time, my husband at the time um, was going through a lot of mental health things that were like very much affecting me. So I was still married. I believe I was employed and working my business on the side. I was like part-time in a digital marketing content role and part-time in my business, um and we did a lot of like centering around that. And I just had so much like that was unfolding for me and strength and things that were happening for me as I was kind of like looking at my life and my marriage and all this stuff and what do I need to do? Um I had a very profound moment in 2020, didn't we all? Um, but <laughs> my then husband um attempted suicide. And it was very, very tough. Um, I was, you know, trying to stand by him. It wasn't a good marriage even way before that, not just related to mental health, but just choices that um, were being made uh, that weren't healthy or positive for me or my children. And I was building the strength to step out and and get or you know, be on my own in a safe way. And and I hadn't got there yet. but when that happened, um, he was out of work for a time period afterwards to recover and heal. And I had to go, it was October 14th, 2020. I had $1,400 in the bank and $1,600 of bills that were due and had to figure it out. And it was two o'clock in the morning. I was at my desk in my office slash spare bedroom, trying to figure out how I was going to take care of a uh, teenager that was family member that lived with us, my two children, myself, my um, My then husband, and I had to find strength in all of the fear to just make it happen. And what I'm really proud of is that I did. I yeah. did. didn't miss a mortgage payment. We, like, oh, yeah. On. Um, and in May of 2021, after a lot of therapy and working through things, um, we did decide to go our separate ways and divorce. And my ex moved, took a traveling job, and it was just me with the three kids and uh, putting my niece through college, my, my two boys, I have a son that's special needs. So there was a lot, just so much that was on top of me and my business absolutely saved my life. I went whole hog. I, again, just fought so, so, so hard to make everything like happen. Um, and running from the fear was a great, um, it was a great accelerator until Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Yeah. 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 There's only so long that you can coast on fear. There's so long that you can drive Mm -hmm. fuel from negative emotions. And I was like growing so much and building my confidence so much, but I was also really struggling. So 2022, um, I had an accident where I shattered my knee in January, (laughs) had some personal things happening at the same time. Um, and then my, uh, my business account on Facebook got banned for Facebook and Instagram, which I supported five clients through that. And it was a 30 day ban.
0: Wow. I didn't know that happened or I don't remember that at least.
1: I don't know that I, I didn't talk about it a ton. Yeah. At this point, mentally, I was really starting to struggle. Like The effects of just hustling for over a year and a half through like not stopping, not healing, mm-hmm. not taking care of any of the things was starting to really show. Right. Um, And it's just hustling. Yeah. Again, which is great until it's not.
0: Right. Well, and that's like my whole thing, right? That's this, that's where I always want to say like dream life or dream business or have two different podcasts or two different businesses, but they have to come together and have to be taken care of together. Otherwise, all of us end up either burned out, broke, or bitter. And I hear what you're saying of for you, your business allowed you to survive but you're right that that energy long-term as much as we can appreciate it in that phase of your journey, we can't keep going on that energy all the time.
1: 100%. Yeah. I tell anyone that has two different business models, you might have two different business models, but you have one, you You have one, yes. brand, you have one body, one vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be in some kind of alignment, even if it only makes sense inside of you, like it has to have someone right. to feel inside of you. And that was the thing is I was trying to like The be-all end-all for my family. I was pursuing all the diagnoses and help that my son needed. I was working through a pretty contentious divorce situation, and then also being the be-all end-all for us financially. And it was so much pressure on an unhealed foundation, right? And the cracks were showing very badly by this point. It was actually in a 24-hour period, actually less, it was probably about six hours. Um, my lights got turned off. I found out it was going to cost $2,000 to get my MRI and see the specialist to repair my knee. I had no insurance because again, self-employed, they were talking about surgery, which for me just looked like dollar signs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and had, uh, found out that my band couldn't be overturned, um, or they wouldn't overturn it. They were going to uphold it. Uh, by the way, watch your comments. Some things that you say, in jokes, which I am very bad about, your platforms will take seriously. Yes, learn <laughs> from our mistakes, especially <laughs> in that, that period of time it was it yeah. Was really tough. Um, and then there was some again, I got some very personal bad bad news, and so I just shut down. And probably from March to May, there was a significant downturn of me posting, of me making offers, and it was kind of that was the period where I was like, I can't do this this way anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision in May to shutter my business, make it through the summer, um, and I started applying for jobs uh, for W-2 marketing positions. And again, in just the same way that my business and the flexibility saved my life in 2020, that W-2 decision did the exact same thing and yes it was stability it was a team not everything was on me I had a boss which I hated in 2019 I was a big fan of in (laughs) 2020 that's funny yeah and the realization for me was like for dream life for dream business for survival for wherever you're at because I you know kind of the hierarchy it's like survival than improvement and then like we're working out you know And and finding joy and and grace and goodness in every stage that you're in along the way. It can look different at different periods based on what I need, what my family needs, what my wallet needs, what my mortgage company needs. Like it doesn't have to be one thing, especially if you're in my shoes and you're a single mom and your partner isn't super involved and you have to make those decisions for you pretty much unilaterally mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people in business and there's kind of discussion between those of us who are like again truly like single parents in business sometimes the people that are talking about all the wins and all of the good things and they're only posting the good stuff we don't know the back end of anyone's business number right. one we don't know what other income sources they may have I know mm-hmm. for a fact that there are some people who do like Instacart on weekends or, you know, they have different streams of income. And I talked to a coach, uh, Mecca Brown, who is amazing. Um, and she, I believe it's Mecca Palfrey now. Uh, okay. And she does a lot of career coaching um, and, and assistance. She's taken some time off, but she, she called it diversifying my income. She you're not, quitting, I love that you're diversifying your income streams and every entrepreneur needs to diversify their income. It's like, I love that. It gave me so much grace and permission to stop like pursuing a thing that wasn't serving me anymore and say, I need this income stream is drying up for me. Mm-hmm. I need to diversify my income. And actually, I did not stay with that W-2. <laughs> That's
0: right. You mentioned that right before we
1: started. I did. It was an agency position. It was fantastic. Um, I enjoyed the company. I enjoyed the clients. But it was an agency. And so I very quickly was, I had a, a huge client load. I had massive clients, which on the one hand was amazing because I got to play. Yes. At- Scale. I have never gotten to play at before. I got to run ads for celebrities for eight nine bigger businesses. I got to see like business backends that would blow your mind. There was one of my clients who spent over a hundred thousand dollars a week on ads on on paid traffic, and getting to see that kind of volume and that kind of scale was so cool. Yes, it was also very challenging and a lot of work because when someone's paying a hundred thousand dollars for ads and there is an issue, they want it fixed immediately. So it was kind of an on call all the time. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And again, great fit for someone who is in their twenties and doesn't have kids, not a great fit for someone who is on the phone, like figuring out what time she can meet first thing in the morning to address an issue while her kids are riding bikes. And then her kid crashes into a tree and gets a twig stuck in his arm. Oh no. Right. (laughs) Like, um, I went from there to taking where I am now. I am head of digital marketing for an in-house company. I have one client, which is my employer. And it is so much more calm. I love that. <laughs> Again, it's like once I gave myself permission to diversify my income and pursue the vehicle that makes the most sense for the different stages of my life. And not get hung up on. I've got to make this one thing work because one of my deep needs is the need to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I open myself up to actually being able to pursue the dream as opposed to pursuing what I thought the dream was, which is yeah. vastly different and hugely freeing. I'm still figuring it yeah. out. I mean, in yeah. six months it could be different.
0: <laughs> but you know, that's the thing, and I think it's. I just recorded a solo episode on this the other day. It's not out yet, but I was talking about sometimes we don't, alignment is messy. The process of alignment is messy. It requires us to take risks. And when you make a decision, we don't always know if it's going to be the right decision, but it's that alignment is a process and creating our dream life is, okay, what's working? What's not? What do I do with that? And that never ends. It's not like we pick three things and then we stop growing, right? And things don't shift. So that's one of the things I really appreciate about your journey and your story is I feel like that's the way you've you've had to, but also you've chosen to handle this major shift in your life is, okay, what now? And how do I put myself first? And how do I deconstruct the BS that, you know, as you're talking, what I'm reading between the lines is the accidental box we put ourselves in as entrepreneurs of like, yeah, but if you decide not to be an entrepreneur anymore or or a business owner full-time, then you failed. And that's not true. It's simply not true.
1: There was so much just deconstruction layers that were involved in this. The the part I didn't talk about was, and it's funny because, uh, Molly uh, Pruitt is amazing. And she was my uh, therapist slash coach through a lot of this. Um, I came from a very conservative religious denomination um where uh you know it was very much an identity like we were the kinds that like you saw the skirt, you saw the hair and you were like I, I can tell you know yeah, yeah. Um, and left that as well which involved a lot of family things through the same period
0: Right at the exact same time all of it happened all at once all I remember
1: all at once yeah. and I kept telling Molly before I left the church and I was having like I wanted to, but I wasn't mm-hmm. ready to tackle that, and, and the, the loss of community and f- family that was going to be resultant. I was very scared of, and I kept telling her, like, these other issues are, I feel like they're just kind of ancillary, or like, the religious thing is like ancillary, she's like, it's really not, it's really not, mm-hmm. because it was so much a part of my identity, and again, and community, and social support, and all those things, she was absolutely right, it's really annoying, um, I mean, you guys are right, by the way, <laughs> could you just be wrong, just <laughs> Just (laughs) something stupid once a session to make us feel better. That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Well, and Molly is just such a genius too, like in everything she does. So, So, yeah. So good. Um,
1: Once I started, the identity thing for me was huge. Changing my identity, being willing to be wrong, being willing to step out in what felt right to me was absolutely terrifying because I had never done it. Because part of my religious conditioning and training is that we're failed and that we're sinful and that our nature is broken and you can't trust your gut because your gut lies, your guts, your flesh, your gut is sinful. Me having to learn how to listen to myself and listen to my body and listen to my brain and take the opinions of other people as input, but not fact. Yes. What a big shift. I'm still working on that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> One yes. I am still yeah. working on saying you can have an opinion and you can share it with me, especially if you're a trusted person. And even if you're not a trusted person, I can't I can't affect whether or not you say a thing to me. Right. But I can take that I input and do. decide on, sorry, I there's do. background noise. That's okay. Um, I can take that input and decide how it affects my life. Right. That is, again, something I'm very much still working on, still in the middle of, but it's been so interesting to me to see how like amorphous the dream was for me four years ago. I kept, I keep saying three, but it was four years ago now almost. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 2019. End of 2018. Well, end of 2018, when my miscarriage happened, 2019 was very much as like a centering me finding year. 2020 was when all of that work started to m- have impact in what was happening around me. 2019, it was all internal. There was not a lot of external effects. Everybody else was kind of rolling and going, didn't notice the shifts that were happening in me. Right. 2020 was when other people were start, like I was seeing the effects of me, like gray rocking verbal abuse. Um, right. Those kind of shifts in my behavior were starting to impact the world around me. It's kind of like when they say weight loss or, or like working out, like there's a time period where it's just you doing the thing. And right. not seeing results then you start to see results and other people start to see results you know? yeah yeah you know, it's like something? the
0: externalization of that inner world the inner process you'd gone through
1: 100 yes. 2021 was absolutely the year that it hit just crisis point like decisions have to be made I can no longer continue to grow in these conditions in this the environment that I'm in and so I have to step out I have to step out on faith and I again my um <laughs> my ex-husband asked, he says, well, do you think we should get a divorce? And my answer was yes, please. Cause I mm-hmm. felt confident that if that broke up, I was still going to be okay. I stepped away from the religious community that I was in in leadership positions and then stopped going all together same year. Like it was a lot of transition that happened so, so, so quickly. And then the next year was, okay, I've done all this work. There's a lot of stuff that got opened up. Now I need to heal. And That's the- what
0: I was wondering is this is so much all at once. And what was that like? I mean, I know you can't distill that down, even if we talked until midnight, but yeah. <laughs> when you look at it now, it's, ha- I know you're probably still, we're always in the process of finding ourselves, right? But there's so many, when you're talking, there's so many like prescribed conditioning labels that were placed on you from many different places, right? Not all are bad. Like it's, you know, the online business world, right? That's not a bad space, but we can accidentally program what's good and bad in that world, right? It sounds like from your marriage and from the religious community that wasn't like aligned with you anymore, with all of that being ripped out, how did you begin that process of finding you again? You know, easy
1: question. It, <laughs> it, it, it has more of a compartmentalized answer. And this was just circumstantial. Um, in June of 2022, my ex-husband took my kids for a month. It was kind of a, uh, he, he did like traveling tech work and he had a break in between contracts. And so he took the kids for an entire month. First time I had been without my children for longer than like the couple of days he had taken them in Christmas, yeah. at Christmas Madison, my niece that, that lived with us. Um, she graduated from college and went back to her hometown in Kentucky. And it was the first time I'd been by myself in ever yeah <laughs> i had the dogs I, had, I i say i have two dogs two cats two kids um <laughs> it was the first time i had been without humans that i mm-hmm. needed to mask for to keep safe <clears throat> and i shut down i bet so hard taking care of the animals was the only thing that got me out of bed for a while and again i'm still on crutches from the knee thing <laughs> Oh my gosh, getting up wasn't fun anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So I had my rehab. I had a couple of like, I still had this, the story selling community that I would show up for weekly. Um, but I wasn't making any offers. I wasn't doing any one-to-one coaching besides, I think I had one client that I was still seeing during this time. Um, I was in bed for most of it, for all of it, It was messy. I wasn't a great friend. I wasn't, there was definitely some decisions I made during this time that I regret, but I wasn't dating. I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't pursuing anything besides just getting my brain back into my body. That is not an option for everyone. I fully understand, but it was very much a kind of keystone moment for me. And it was like mid July. So my kids came back middle of July End of July. That rest time, plus then having to be like, okay, I'm getting back into this. I was applying for for jobs much more heavily at that point because I was uh, very broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did have to ask for some help um, from family members in that over that summer because I just I wasn't making enough to cover what we needed to cover. Um, but by the end of July, I was like, I'm back to be feeling like me like this version also <clears throat> it did impulsively cut all my hair off and dye it red in- I love it it looks great so, thank you it, I feel like it's just me I wanted to do it for forever I had a really tough uh, family thing that uh, was over Father's Day weekend had a really tough family thing and um might have drank basically a bottle of wine entirely by myself and mm-hmm. spent $22 at Sally's for Oh my gosh. So you did it yourself. I it looks good. It. Oh okay. Had, I've had help since then. But yeah. the first iteration that was very, very, very safety cone orange that I did by myself. That's hilarious. I love that. I loved it. And I just kept it. Yeah. Um so yeah, there was definitely like I, I don't know if that it was the healthiest way. But that was kind of this switchover moment. I went into myself, said, okay, what do I need to feel good? And I just started cutting things out literally and figuratively that didn't feel good and that i That question, I that's it. Everything.
0: That's the question. That that question, what do i need to feel good? It's so it's what is it that cliche thing of like it's simple but it's not easy. Yeah. But that's it. That's like if you look across when i look at people creating their dream lives, right? And again, the business piece when i talk about it is because you know, if somebody's in, a lot of my clients actually are like in corporate jobs or have a w2, but it works for them. It's aligned for them. Right. But then if it's not, then business entrepreneurship is the way, right. We can get there, but for, I just lost my train of thought. So I need to, <laughs> Right. But it's just, this is what do I need
1: to feel yeah, good.
0: Yeah. The, I what had, I need to feel good. That is that's alignment.
1: I had never, I think I told you this, then like, I I just, I would randomly, for those who are watching, I would just randomly reach out to Sarah and be like, Hey, and just ask like a random, really deep question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, you can use this for content. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I realized it was around the same timeframe. It was one day where it again, didn't have the kids, didn't have anything to do. And actually this may have happened earlier. This may have happened during the, I was still like, basically functional stage actually I'm pretty sure it was because I was standing up and I didn't do that for like six months yeah. <laughs> um I'm exaggerating it wasn't that bad no but no but well it sounds tough it was very painful don't dislocate your kneecap no thank not, you not a thing and dislocated yeah. my kneecap and busted a bunch of tendons in my knee and my ankle one not fun don't recommend Ouch. zero stars um we'll not go back but It was one of those days where i had like a client call that was canceled so i just had a bunch of time in the middle of the day again don't remember when this was but it was somewhere in the murk of that time period and i was just like i want to take a bath and so i went upstairs and i took a bath and then i was like i really need to shave my legs so i shaved my legs and then after my like hour-long bath situation i went downstairs and was like i really need to do the dishes so i did the dishes and i was standing at the counter looking out over the window or through the window over my backyard and it hit me like so hard that I grabbed the sink and started crying. Mm-hmm. It hit me that I was making decisions about my actions completely based on what I want. And I had never done that before in my life because I got married at a very, very young age. I had gone from my parents' house to my marital home and I had married into a difficult dynamic that I was not prepared for from being very, very sheltered. So I went from doing things, I mean, besides like very, very small things. And right. most of my activities were determined by like chores that were assigned by my parents or yeah. what I needed to do for school or what I needed to do for work. There was very little like down, I'm just going to take care of my own stuff because I'm grown, because I wasn't, I was a child. Right. And I mean, I was 20. I wasn't like a child, but I don't call the authorities, but <laughs> I was 20 as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get married into this very toxic dynamic and Mm -hmm. I'm making decisions based off of what I need to do for like, to keep my ex not mad at me. Yeah. That's not the best way to make decisions. Not super healthy, but that's what I was doing. Um, I didn't shave my legs because somebody was going to make a comment about it. I didn't do dishes because somebody was going to come in and yell at me. I didn't even do dishes so that I could cook dinner for my kids because they weren't there. I could eat cereal if I wanted to. I could eat right. a butter jelly sandwich on a paper plate for dinner and it would be fine. Yeah. And realizing that, like, I'm taking care of things not because I have to, but because I want to. And I had this identity in my head of being lazy and letting things go, and that's part of the neurodivergent piece. Yeah. I had so much shame built up around care tasks, and I'm like, I'm taking care of things because I want to because I'm that person.
0: Who does
1: the needed things as a preference? Yeah. Those kind of realizations, like the wanting to do something, realizing it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to be negative. I have the resources to accomplish it. So I can... I was having that realization at 32 and 33
0: years old. But you know what? I feel like just from you know the work that I do and just people and being a human in this world, that's how we're taught to operate is that our feelings don't matter. Our preferences don't matter. And even for people that didn't grow up in a religious community like the one you did, I feel like that's the main piece is everybody's looking at what should I do? And the shoulds get over talked about now. And it's a little more subtle, a little more dangerous of- how should I be spending my time right now? And like, that's part of this whole thing with the dream life, right? I think, you know, going to Mexico is a big part of my dream life and that's a big piece, right? So we think about like dream life sounds like this like dream home and this dream thing, but it actually isn't that. It's coming back to these pieces of what do I want next? What feels good next and what doesn't feel good? And it doesn't mean that life's not gonna have its stuff thrown at us, but our baseline can be based on what feels good and that's what you're saying. So was that a turning point for you at the kitchen sink?
1: It was definitely the first time that I, I realized it. And that became kind of like my North Star. I think at one point either you or Molly asked me, I think again, I think I told both of you, um, because you were both in my world at during a lot of this transition. And again, thank you so much for the support and kindness and guidance oh, yeah. and just hand hey, I'm melting down what the <laughs> questions when I could not afford to pay for it at all. You just, you were so kind to me and I will forever be grateful to to you for all of those gifts and the nuggets and just the moments that you shared with me.
0: Thank you. I'm here.
1: That's me. It it came down saying those questions of like looking at a, by the way, FYI, totally forgot what question you you asked me in that side thing. But then I had a thought earlier I was going to jump back to. So if you don't yeah, have yeah. a good question, I'll just jump to the thought.
0: Just jump to the thought. We were joking before we recorded too. We're both ADHD folk just sitting here trying to hold. But that's the best way to go. So go
1: with, right? Where, right. Do you, where do you want to go? We don't have an agenda. We have, no. we can just be guided to where it needs to go. Yes, yes. Um, thinking about like the dream life, the dream car. Here's what I realized about some of my dreams. They were based on other people's perception of me and how I wanted Mm -hmm. other people to see me and what I wanted other people to see me have, because my view of success was wrapped in external perception and external validation. Like that was intrinsic. I had to look successful. I had to display it. Otherwise it didn't count. When I brought it down to what I want, a lot of those things I don't need. I don't Mm -hmm. actually care about. But I didn't know that when I first started working through what I want. I remember the point. You or Molly, one of you guys asked me what I want. And my very amorphous answer in 2019, 2020 was based off of the pain and frustration that I had dealt with for over a decade at that point. And it was, I want to live a life not subsumed by regret. Not like where I don't make mistakes where pie in the sky and rainbows. right? But my experience of life through 2021 was looking at one decision that I made as a 20-year-old child and regretting my life every single day as a result of those decisions. And I just wanted to be free of that. Yeah. I wanted a life that was so good, whatever that looked like, I didn't care anymore. I wanted a life that was so just positive and fun to be in. Even if there were trials, even if there were struggles, even if there were issues, trial language, still a little bit of religiousness in there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) I just wanted to look back and be like, you know what? If I hadn't made those decisions back then, I might be somewhere else in my life. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be in a place where I knew In my heart of hearts, gut of guts, that where I was, where I am, the mountain that I was standing on at the time was so much everything that I wanted, that I regretted none of the paths that led me to that place.
0: I love that. I love that because you could, you alchemize the regret, you alchemized that decision. And I assume you probably also got to the place where you realized that at 20, it wasn't even necessarily your decision. Like you were in this system.
1: Yeah. Entirely. There was, and I even really tied it back to a decision at 19 where an event happened with the man that I ended up marrying. Had I been open about that and told people that it had happened, definitely the marriage wouldn't have been approved and all of those things. Um, And it wasn't a major, major thing. It was just a, a temper red flag that yeah. proved to be kind of the the canary in the coal mine of what I experienced much later. It, had I been open and honest with that, things would have not happened, but I wasn't. I realized now that there were reasons why I wasn't, and there was a lot of like openness and honesty that I wasn't capable of because of the situations that I was in and what had been, you know, modeled and shared to me. So there was a lot of forgiveness, self-forgiveness that happened. But then... I also do kind of feel like especially in the last year that while I'm not at that pinnacle point of like everything is so amazing that I regret nothing I can actually see the glimpses of it in my life now whereas before it was a want now it's like the shape is emerging I'm like no this is this isn't a pipe dream this is possible yes but it all had to start with like divesting myself of all of like a in, which is funny because in content and in messaging, I, I try to make things so visceral for people. But I kind of had to do more of the spiritual stuff that I'm not as com- or comfortable in and say, how does it feel inside of me? And how do I trust that? Yes. And that completely changed what my dreams looked like and how I pursued them, which is, I think, actually fast-tracked me to being in a life that I have that feeling of, I regret so much less. I love I'm that. no longer spinning every single day subsumed by my, my regret because I really like where I am.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And I love the realness around this too, because you're right. When, when those big tower moments happen and life falls apart, right. It's, I remember when that happened for me, it was 2005 in my own journey. And it wasn't in the beginning, like, Oh, cupcakes, rainbows, like everything's perfect, but it was okay, what's the next piece to like stay alive? How do I survive? How do I survive? How do I survive? And then gradually it was learning that inner question of like, what do I want? What feels good? And then walking that path that there was a certain point where it's like, okay, I'm not where I want to be. Like I'm not at the dream life or whatever, but I'm not where I was. So how do I keep going? And I feel like that's what you're talking about is that process. And then once we get to that place, it's like, it's not like the end of a movie and everything ends. It's like there's always that constant evolution. The world around us is like a kaleidoscope, always shifting and so are we. So then that question of what do I want? We can really listen within and start to guide and make decisions in that place, and it doesn't have to be as a business owner or as a being married or being in this organization or this religious group or you know like we get to we have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for. And that's what you're talking about here.
1: It's very much a muscle. I learned, I did not wake up and say, this guy's an idiot. I went out. Okay. I did, but I did that a lot. Like for like (laughs) 10 years, 13 years. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it was very much a muscle. It started with, I started in therapy after my miscarriage and in 2019, February 2019, again, I try to try to name drop to give people the kudos that they deserve. Wesley McCarthy, um, was a local therapist that I had seen. Uh, he used to work in the prison system and my insurance paired me with him because the female therapist in the same practice was full. And so I'm like, I'm here for a miscarriage. And this big dude walks in the door and I'm
0: like, <laughs> yes. don't know
1: you're going to help me with my hormones and uterus, but Blue Cross Blue Shield says you have to. Yeah,
0: Yep. Yeah, well. He's
1: like, I got a wife and daughters. Like, we'll see if we click. And if not, we'll, we'll figure something else out. He ended up being exactly what i needed um Mm -hmm. number one because he was able to talk to my then husband in a way that i feel like somebody else may not have been able to but he was the first person that looked at my situation heard all my stuff for like the first session and a half and then started asking me questions about my marriage And he's like i get that you are going through a lot of things as a result of your miscarriage he's like but what i am hearing is not a result of hormones what Mm -hmm. i am hearing is a very very negative environment And I need to know more about that in order to be able to help you. And then we started doing couples therapy. He actually kicked us out of couples therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Because he said that couples counseling is for two people. And if only one person is willing to make change, he can only help one person. So he He sounds like an amazing therapist. The absolute best. The man set so many things in place. But just the realization and hearing that I wasn't the problem was the first time I'd ever heard that. No. Yeah, that's starting, I'm not the problem, giving me agency and tools to address what the problem really was. And it was small stuff. It was, if he complains about something and you're not at fault, do not apologize. Mm. Say, okay, not I'm sorry. Wow. It was such little things. There were yeah. so many muscles that like taking care of me was so atrophied just as a system. Yeah. So I had to learn how to basically walk and talk and and feed myself like internally, and it was such small things. It was not quit my marriage, start a business, all of those right. things. Like those are systemic changes. Right. These it, are the the small but big ones. It was take a bath. Yeah. Trust yourself enough to put a bill on auto pay. Send the email. Choose three things that you're gonna attack today and do them. It was such small iterations and those changes over time. And we know this, I knew it before.
0: But we can know it here and it's really hard to do it without the right
1: Right. support. Yeah, Yeah. having guidance as to where to start was incredibly important for me. Yeah, But again, I had to get to a point where I was so just like over. Mm -hmm. Like the house and the cars and the income. At one point my ex-husband made really, really good money. And we were both entirely miserable. Yeah. The trappings of success, I guess, if you want to use the cliche, like those pieces were there, but they were never all the way there because we were not a good system. Right. And neither of us were operating from healed places. And so those little things, those checking in with myself, learning how to, to react in small things, taking a second. And instead of responding like giving myself a moment to like recognize what was going on and then choose my next step. Right. From an that, Like you place. said, that
0: agency, that, that inner, inner power, that
1: empowerment. Yeah. One hundred percent. It was that over time and yeah. committing to how uncomfortable that is. That made a massive difference for me. And again, I'm still working on it. There are still yeah. little pockets of space where I fall into very unhealed behaviors yeah. Well, and I'm, I, but now I see them right for what they are and I don't self-flagellate yeah. much. <laughs> when I notice I'm self-flagellating, I stop. Yes. Um, and I just kind of like reframe it. Yeah. Um,
0: and and just- keep going. Right. It's a process yeah. and we can't tackle everything at once either. I think that's also, that's part of this process is, is the incremental. Mm-hmm. So have I, I have a
1: comfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, being willing, like, again, this may not be for everybody, but for me, that I have to be right, religious conditioning, I have this need to be right, releasing that and being like, I don't have to be right to make a choice. A choice can be wrong because I am tough enough and strong enough and resourceful enough that if I did choose wrong, I can fix it. I can choose a new thing.
0: It reminds me of, I always say that, like, the when we're talking about healing, but right? life is a journey and we're always improving and stuff. But the change point is saying, I know that no matter what comes my way, I can handle it. And it doesn't mean I can handle it alone. It means once we have that internal piece of, I feel like I can handle whatever's thrown my way and I can access the resources or problem solve. Like that's what I'm hearing you say too, is, is that level of personal power. So I'm yeah. curious, because I I know- Now where you're at, can you give us a glimpse into some of the evolution and growth and and positives that some more, I know you've touched on some, but what's different now? Like what, give us a snapshot into that.
1: I mean, we can go back to the red hair thing. That's pretty big.
0: (laughs) I love you. You know, I'm always down for hair change. I'm always changing my hair. It's fine. It's a, yeah.
1: I love it. I've gone from like auburn to now more like gingery with blonde. I was pink for like two weeks. It was like a glaze. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying ch- I'm trying to think of like I have the specific examples in my head, but then I'm also trying to like, what is that actually a representation of um I'm making more money in my current role than I've ever made. Um I was very apprehensive about this position. Um making the change, the switch, but the partner that I have in my life right now was very much like, let it be good again. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is terrible. If you hate it, you can change. You just do twice in a year and it's okay. And whether or not someone looks at your resume and goes, why are you changing jobs so much? If they're having that question, it's not their life. It's not their business. It's not their, their wallet. Right. Right. Um, I feel like I show up differently in my life I advocate for myself very differently and I think there is so much more space for grace inside my brain Mm -hmm. than there was before like before there was so much like rigidity and rules and things have to be this way and I have built a practice that's now pretty much unconscious where I will hear a, a negative way of me talking to myself and I will stop it and reframe with grace I, I have like a million little mantra thingies but they don't even memorize it'll just be moments where i'm like wait nope i'm doing the thing i'm not gonna do the thing
0: <laughs> yeah it's like that ability to
1: pause and redirect again simple not always easy right i trust myself so much more than i ever did and i i didn't i see myself differently than i ever did I thought I was weak. I thought I was lazy. I thought just so many things four years ago about me. I had a lack of belief in myself. I still mess up a lot. I have lost clients over missed deadlines. I have bungled things royally. But the way that I see myself post-mistake, the way that I'm able to like regroup is so different yeah and some of the ways that I see this playing out I used to always be that person that would have these like random intrusive thoughts of horrible things that I did a million years ago or like mm-hmm. awkward moments keep me up at night or um conversations going in my head of like how am I going to handle this conversation whenever I see people those things almost never happen now
0: I know what you mean I had that decades ago and now it's like as you're saying that it's like you're right once there's a certain level of of healing they go down unless you're getting triggered or tired or whatnot
1: yeah I I, I will occasionally have moments but it's like the, the day-to-day intrusiveness yeah is totally different and gone which I'm oh, I I think before because I like sleeping um, yeah, I bet yeah and I'm much more open I think now to trying things Mm -hmm. because again, I trust myself to regroup in case it doesn't work out, which has opened so many more doors for me. Yeah. Because before I had to be able to like see through the door that only works on some kind of doors, right? Like you can't see through a metal door. You can see through a glass one. Now the options, like the hallways I'm able to go down are not just ones with glass doors because I don't have to be able to Mm. see all the way down to feel safe walking through it
0: because the safety is within. You've just you've created that internal safety and trust. So then you can take that risk and try it out and you know that you can get through it. And you know what's interesting with that is whether I'm working with clients and more lifey kind of stuff or businessy kind of stuff, that or intuition stuff, it really comes back to that. It comes back to self-trust and self-belief and self-confidence that no matter what we do, we can move through it.
1: I used to spend a whole lot of time wishing I was someone else, that I had a different brain. From a kid on, because I was ADHD realer. <laughs> and now I'm kind of solid in the fact that, like, this person's pretty dope. But not I think perfect. so, too. Not perfect. But I'm okay.
0: Pretty dope and honest and real.
1: And I'm so tough. Yes, you are. That was one of the biggest differences in in my self-evaluation I am a hard worker I always thought I was lazy no I just needed to work differently than how people were asking me to work right Once I realized that when I work differently I bust my booty yep yep and I'm I'm not lazy and I'm not weak I am so tough and I had someone some months ago say something about me not being strong or like someone else being well that that person is just stronger than you and I was like no I'm not I didn't say that outwardly because yeah, yeah it was an elder person that I respected in my life and I wasn't yeah. like, trying to cause a conflict
0: right but you inside that's what matters
1: the, the inside <laughs> voice was like they don't know me at all right instead they of the internalization the trigger- of it. oh I love that because they were wrong and I knew they were wrong because I know what I've gone through I know right. what I've regrouped from. I know what I've healed from. I know what I've gotten my children and my niece through and the way that I have supported other people in my life. And I could yeah. not have done any of those things if I was weak. That's right. Oh, I love this so much. Like, I find it's following those things and then finding evidence to support what's actually true. That's probably the, the back half of it. Of As you're yes. building this, it's also taking that non-judgmental like grace-filled view and like mm-hmm. looking at the thing I just did like do I like those results yes or no
0: <laughs> yeah instead of getting stuck in this like shame spiral it's like is that really what I want for myself
1: yeah and if I don't like the results when I dyed my hair red it was very orange <laughs> and like part of me was like oh my god I gotta walk around with safety going here and then it was like oh, oh. toner's a thing yeah <laughs> it is and it's changeable right we can change those things It was, there's so much of this, like, okay, what feels good? Okay, what am I going to do from what feels good? Okay, now I'm going to look at what I just did and evaluate whether or not I like it. And then I'm going to decide if I'm going to keep with this thing or if I'm going to regroup. Yes. Because I'm tough, I'm strong, I'm resourceful, I'm all of these things. Thing is, the sad, the a little bit sad part of me, but also the really proud part of me looks back and says, the 19-year-old girl that I just loathed for so long and blamed for all these things, like... She was all of these things too. I've been oh, ADHD that. forever. I was yes. busting out final papers, like twenty-page essays in college the night before, and getting A's. I you get it. That if you were a weak-minded, not resourceful, right. dumb person,
0: right? It's just different. It's and I get it. Just being also a fellow ADHDer, it is a whole different thing. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. All of these things, I always was. Yes, and it took getting away from the voices that told me I wasn't to be able to see it and operate
0: in it. Oh my God. So I know that you're not, as we kind of wrap up for today, I just want to say, first off, before I even go to where I was going to go, I just want to say thank you for coming on here and sharing and being vulnerable, because I'm thinking about how the themes of what you're talking about can help so many people. And so I really appreciate it. And, and, you just being here, and we'll have to do another one on ADHD sometime. Um, But as we wrap up, I know you're not necessarily like in business full time or anything, but where can people find you if they want to connect or follow you?
1: Facebook is the best one. That's kind of like my home platform. Um, you can find me on like Instagram and LinkedIn, but I'm much more boring there. Um, (laughs) so it's Brittany Holt Morgan or Brittany.h.morgan. If you're looking on Facebook, um, that's again, home platform. I do still do a level of consulting I do consultation calls, VIP days, and those are all around looking at your business systemically. So I have like this story brain that's all like creative and fun. days but I have spent a really long time and now a lot of other people's money on (laughs) the the digital marketing side. I'm still not going to be the person that you come to to like do your tech installation because I don't know why I break those things. But looking at an offer, looking at you and your core business and then distilling it into what this looks like as a funnel offer and understanding how you find clients, how you interact with clients, how you get your message across and then how you reintegrate from every offer into your upsells, looking at your business systemically is something that I've kind of discovered is a little bit of a superpower for me. That's so awesome. Always available to have those conversations with people, um, whether it's a full VIP or whether they're, they just want to do a strategy consulting call to kind of plan out next steps. Those things cool. are always available for around the hours of availability for my W2. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. I love that. Well, and I, I'll i make sure we add your link too because that's such a resourceful process to go through. So at some
1: point I will rebuild my website. Yeah, that's okay. It's not, it's not today. And that's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. So many nuggets of insight. And again, thank you. And so if you have any questions for Brittany, feel free to reach
1: out and thanks again for joining me. Thank you so much. It's really cool to get to touch base with you now. Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? It was, it was almost Exactly. I was still married. So it was spring of 2020. Yeah. We had our first session.
0: Oh, look at this time flies.
1: (laughs) So cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you.
0: Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Dream Life and Business Podcast so that you're notified when new episodes come out. And remember that your dream life is always one decision away.